My name's Michelle Maloney. I seriously can't thank you enough for coming. I know many of you have travelled. So what I would like to do this morning is frame today for us all, um, talk just a brief moment about the challenge ahead, but I think all of us are here for very similar reasons and I won't be labouring a lot of doom and gloom or um, other substantive stuff. What I'm really interested in doing is telling you a little bit about those of us who've been working for the past year on building our new economy network. So I'll talk a bit about the challenge ahead. The past 12 months, just for particularly the folks who haven't been involved in our working groups yet, just to tell you about some of the things we've been doing, and some of the initial ideas about what's next for the new economy network. And then I'm going to run through some basic nuts and bolts for the conference, because it is a wonderful gathering with many moving parts. Lots of things could go wrong, lots of things could go right. Um, the joke I was making to my friends this week was, it's the kind of group that if the wheels fall off something, I reckon there'll be 25 people rushing to help put them back on. So I'm feeling very confident that no matter what happens over the next three days, we're with good friends, good company, and we'll work it out. So I wanted to just start a little bit about the challenge ahead. And for those who know my core business is working with the Australian Earth Laws Alliance. And it's deeply inspired by the deep ecology and the work of Thomas Berry. And he wrote a beautiful book called The Great Work, um, Our Way Into the Future. And to me, I think a lot of what I do within AILA is about trying to accomplish the great work. What is it that we're meant to have as a purpose and where am I fitting into that scheme of things? So for me, the challenge for all of us, whatever sector we're in, wherever we're from, is how do we think about our own space within this and collectively what's the great work? I know that we all feel sometimes, I certainly do, that the problems, particularly in light of climate change, are pretty enormous. And whether you classify some of those problems as a, a growth economy or a resource consumption or any of the usual issues that many of us environmentalists think about, um, it can be a bit scary. Um, for, for those who know about the concept of planetary boundaries, a, a rather wonderful concept that came out through the Earth System Science um, research in the last 10 years, we know that we're pushing the boundaries of safe operating space for humanity and all of life on Earth. But it's not just the environment, of course, the, um, the global inequities, the, the inequities amongst human beings across this place and across the world. Um, never before have we had populations of people dying of obesity, while at the same time others are dying of starvation. Um, it's, it's a planet of extremes these days, particularly amongst the human race. And um, as Tim Jackson said, there's a double dividend if we both address the social and ecological crises of our time. And I guess perhaps what worries us most is that we know that in our parents' generation, folks were a little more connected to local. Now the benefits of globalisation and transport and technology also mean that we get inundated, not just with our own problems, but all of the issues around the world. And sometimes it's a little hard to face all of that. I just wanted to pause for one moment. I'm not doing too much analysis this morning. My job really is just to help frame and set ourselves up for some terrific speakers. But I just wanted to remind us um, some of the things, at least within the Earth Laws Alliance, we think about in terms of how the heck did we get here? If industrialised society has reached a scale of extractivism generally that is dangerous, is this a natural product of human evolution? Were we always destined to be here? Or if we do the analysis, can we perhaps see where the shifts happened and identify the tweakables and think very positively about our contribution to those issues? Lovely writers like Derek Jensen point to the fact that really as soon as we moved away from hunter-gatherer towards agricultural societies, we started to shift the, the, the face of the planet. European colonisation has left a massive legacy that, that First Nations people continue to deal with today and those of us who are descendants um, of the invading slash settling slash European types um, are still dealing with those issues ourselves. And as white followers, we have to look back at our own culture and understand the history 
I personally come from English-Irish stock, um, and I, I take full responsibility for the acts of my ancestors in terms of what the hell can I do to make things better today. And I think some of these issues need to be faced. We can't just blame neoliberalism. For many of us, neoliberalism is just a natural progression of empire, colonialism, and the history of the last 500 years when Europeans just didn't want to stay home. But that's some of the views that some of us within AILA share. Your analysis might be very different. Either way, thinking about how did we get here can in fact be an act of liberation because whether you do the reading around ecological or social injustices, you start to understand where things can be shifted. Certainly when I did a lot of research on consumption, I was almost delighted to discover the deliberate creation of consumer capitalism in the 1950s by a small group of major corporations who decided to then conflate it with US government policy under you know, the American way and then start to shift our ideas of what we should expect and what we can use. And although it was terrifying, it was also enlightening because it means if humans created this mess, we can bloody well undo it. And that to me is like the biggest question. Once we feel the fear, once we feel the gloom, and then we do the analysis and we get active, how do we unravel the mess? How do we play a part as an individual and as a member of society? Um, and to me, this is our great work. As Thomas Berry would say, the great work is to find a way for humans to become more in a harmonious relationship with the natural world. I think that would be wonderful. I'd also be pretty happy if we could just move towards reducing and stopping the level of destruction as a starting point. That's all the doom and gloom I had, because what I wanted to talk about now is why a bunch of us have been starting to work together um, on a new economy network, and the answer is actually very simple. There are a phenomenal number of amazing people all around the world and all around Australia doing incredible things, whether it's doing community gardens, rejecting currencies and money that have been enforced upon them by the state and developing their own more humane scale of community currencies, developing renewable energy, actually starting to produce more and consume less, folks that are developing better food systems, challenging pesticides, challenging land clearing, there's just so many good things going on, and I'm sure that everyone in this room, despite our doom and gloom, I think you're all here because we're all involved in really cool projects. It's as simple as that. There's just so much good stuff going on. I love it. It's so exciting. So what's the potential of all this alternative stuff? You know, why are we heading towards decline when so many cool and groovy people like us are working so hard to make groovy things happen? Many different movements have emerged around the world. This is directly off our website, so I'm just going to run you through a couple of bits and pieces that actually reflect some of the issues we've started to grapple with as the New Economy Network. We've faced um, a lot of different ways of thinking about the New Economy Network, and there's different words. Social economy, solidarity, sharing, collaborative, peer-to-peer, -peer, steady state, community economy, and regenerative economy. They all share these two key goals. To challenge the current dominant system, with its reliance on fossil fuels, the growth mentality, large-scale extractivism, as if we had four new planets to go to after this one, and to create and strengthen diverse economies that live within ecological limits, serve people, but do it within a way that is ecologically healthy. So to some of us at least, and I can only speak from my point of view, in a way, bringing people together to continue to forge their good work and to push that up to the next level is all about this lovely quote, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. It's a lovely old quote, but I think it's really appropriate for a new economy. And as someone who's spent 30 years in the environmental movement, different kinds of work, 
To me, it comes down to two simple things. We have to stop the bad stuff. We have to resist. We have to fight the Adanis and the coal mines and the things we don't want. But we also have to make the other side of it exciting. We can't just say no. We have to go, what else? And where are we moving to? And that's why I get really excited about the new economy stuff, um, because it's a space for us to be creative. And I think I said this in the talk last night. It's probably really important that we acknowledge the sheer human creativity that has brought us into the capitalist space. Acknowledge that humans love to create and innovate and, and be in control of their work, but let's harness our magical powers for good instead of evil. Let's be creative and design organisations and work, uh, make things and produce things that are good for us and good for the earth. We don't have to stop being cool and groovy humans. We don't have to suppress those basic urges to be creative, um, but it would be lovely if we've got enough wisdom and knowledge now to do it much more sensibly, in greater wisdom, listening to the folks who worked out systems before us. This is the other image I really like for anything to do with new economy. I had one person say, oh, look, it's a bit aggressive. You know, that big fish is trying to eat the little fish, and the little fish are now trying to eat the big fish. I said, yeah, but um, the little fish technically uh, are going to take themselves a little longer to get through that big fish, and I think really the little fish deserve a bit of a turn, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what some of us think the new economy is all about. We believe that there is a phenomenon of amazing pockets of human activity and ecological projects already happening. And many folks have already got their own amazing networks, particularly in particular sectors. We're not pretending that that's not happening. We just want to bring everybody together so that all the little fish, that's all of us, can start to challenge some of these larger dominant systems. So that brings me to... Um, a little bit of an overview for those who um, would be, like to know what we've been up to for the last year. Is Bronwyn Morgan here yet? Everyone give a big round of applause to Bronwyn. <laughs> February last year, I think it was, Bronwyn had said to me, do you want to help me run a conference? I really want to explore all this new economy stuff that's bubbling up in social enterprise. And between the two of us, we dreamed up the conference and thought, why don't we go a bit further and see who's out there who might be willing to play this game a little, you know, together a little more. So um, I'd like to think that Bronwyn and I, sitting around daydreaming about making this happen, um, it's pretty exciting to be here and to see folks lining up for a second go at it. So it's very exciting. So who was at the 2016 conference? Yeah, that's a nice show, but it also, it's wonderful that we're getting some new folks to come and be part of our lovely conversations. After the, um, the, at the conference, we had... Um, about 150 people come together, and even in the final session, everyone was still there, and we mapped out a bunch of discussions around two core themes. What can we do together that we cannot do on our own? And that, to us, was the core question for any kind of new economy network. Then the second thing was, what is within our realm of power or control to actually contribute? What's the thing that I do that I can contribute into the beginnings of some kind of meta-network? And to do that, we started to set up these working groups, but we had a range of working groups looking at substantive issues and a range of working groups looking at how the hell do we build this thing? How do we you know, get lots of different folk from around the countryside working? We then set up a, a, the world's most humble website and it's deliberately stark and plain. We haven't got anything pretty on there yet because we are in development. We don't want to have people charging off doing stuff without feeling like we're doing it together. We have a website, a Facebook page, a Facebook group, and Twitter. The mission of what we're doing is all about building an alliance of individuals and organisations. And then the two main things we want to do is really focus on ecologically healthy and socially just economic systems. 
And if you want to read anything more about our mission objectives and the beginnings of the things we want to do, um, our little draft constitution is on the website. And I have a confession to make. It's the one ball that I dropped in the last six months. I didn't get the next version out to everybody to have a look at, but we had about 20 people provide some lovely suggestions. We have a draft constitution which will help us move forward. I know that um, manifestos and charters are much more exciting, but I'm a lawyer. <laughs> I want to know how the damn thing's going to work. I don't just want to have big grandiose statements. I want to know how working groups will fit together. You know, that's just my way. So we'll get there. We'll get something glorious. We've got some core principles, which I won't read through because I'm running out of time. Ecological sustainability, social justice, democracy, both in outcome and, and the procedures and the practices we use, place-based and um, local emphasis, because the scale really matters. And here in Australia, we must have our First Nations people both working with us as partners and supporting their own um, initiatives, whatever that is. It's not up to us to, to determine all of those things, but working together and acknowledging the impact of colonialism and our ongoing debt to the people who cared for this country for time immemorial um, and whose financial impact in, and input into this country is often neglected. So we have a draft constitution on the website. Boring, boring. I just wanted to talk about this. No, it's not boring, but the three lawyers in the room will appreciate it, I'm sure. Probably no one else will read it, but that's all right. I won't feel sad. Um, the activities of the network, I really wanted to bring this one home because um, shortly I'm going to invite up a couple of other folks in our network to just talk briefly about some of the sessions across the conference. Um, we're not aiming to create a massive organisation or an empire. We just want to find an easy way for people to find each other. So... Um, we want to build a community of practice. We want to facilitate collaboration, education, peer-to-peer -peer relationships. Facilitate host and co-host events that strengthen relationships, help each other find each other. And then perhaps the thing that a lot of people ask us most about is, are you going to advocate to government? And then I say, about what? It's a big, big world. It's a big, big range of issues we have to address. What we want is for people to find each other and to get together and to start finding those solutions within their own space. It might be a sectoral working group. It could be a local town group, whatever you want to do. So we want to create processes to enable folks within the network to promote their own work, to connect with others, and invite support for their cause or advocacy. And as we refine the kinds of things we want to see, as we build this positive space, then I think more and more of us will be engaging in how we shift the systems. Some of the other things we've done. As of last night, we've got the very first beginnings of a map on our website, which is really just a spatial overview. of. So I really urge all of you, when you have a moment, to jump on and have a little look. It's just the beginning. But we sent out this little survey and we got 85 responses, which was lovely. So right now, we're already starting to make it easier for people to find each other, to actually understand what's going on. And this map is going to be like in permanent evolution as we develop it. So a big thank you to Darren for, for making sure that we got the systems right. Yeah, thank you. No more clapping. I know I've done too much. All right. Social gatherings. We've had quite a number of lovely gatherings. The fabulous Sabrina organised a film night here in Brisbane. We had like 180 people RSVP and about 130 of them show up. So it was lovely. This gathering, all we ever promised to do last year was launch Nina. In the meantime, we've been able to bring lots of people together and have a very fine time indeed. We want to collectively develop some strategies. Um, and Amanda will be telling us a little bit about the sessions we've designed into the conference so that folks can share all of that. And I guess I just wanted to stress that it's also about building relationships. So we've got so many side events and fun activities and things to do together. And we'd like to build the foundations for working together. What's next? I'll move through these quickly. This gathering is important to what I would call Nina Central. We really want everybody else to be contributing into the ideas that start to forge forward with a strategy. 
whether we end up with a glorious manifesto or uh, other different projects. We really want everyone's input. Then after the conference, we're going to continue working to build the network. There's a whole range of things we want to do. The current rules or constitution are relevant. We want to set up proper membership. We will, in fact, incorporate so that we often joke that Ayla had a baby and it's called New Economy Network, but we want to step back and make sure that everyone else raises the baby. Um, I don't want to be auspicing it and sitting at the end of the emails forever. I'd be nice to share that. Um, we're going to have some elections and do all those sort of boring nuts and bolts things that actually build a really awesome democratic network and space. So everybody is invited to be part of that. The main thing I wanted to tell you about is that we're going to set up the technology so that every couple of months, anyone who's involved with the new economy through their own working groups and whatever your work is, we're going to be having a space for you to share that with others. Anyone who wants to connect, they'll be free. Um, they're really meetings, but we're going to do it through a webinar format so you can hear about what everyone's up to. And if you don't want to, you don't have to. And if groups aren't ready to share what they're up to, they can join us the next time. So we'll hold the space, but everyone else has to fill the space. And that's kind of our simple vision.